Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 13th episode of the Daily Lobo Weekly Podcast. Today, we'll be talking about one Daily Lobo reporter's excursion to Mexico City, how President Trump's tariffs are affecting newspapers across the country, and some of the best music of 2018 so far. Today, I have with me Michaela Grijalva, Daniel Prokop, Colton Newman, and Sheila Kuniko. That is the sound of Mexico City, where one of our reporters, Anthony Jackson, took a photojournalism class for two weeks. Here to tell us more is Michaela. Anthony traveled to Mexico City this summer to photograph its colors and landmarks. He went with faculty members Roberto Rosales and Jalen Di Maria, who both teach different types of photography here at UNM. He said they focused on unraveling the history on how the different cultures in the city connect. I think it was a good, I think photojournalism is a good medium to unravel the complexities of these layers in Mexico City because with each photo you have to frame it and you have to kind of tell a story with the photo. Some of the many places he visited while on his trip were Aztec pyramids, a Mayan sweat lodge, and Frida Kahlo's house. The house was, during her final days, kind of said a lot about who she was, what she believed in, and how she lived her life because her bookshelf was still the same. She was a very well-read artist. She was very literate. While the course explores Mexico City through photography, Anthony tells us it was not the original purpose of the course. Previously, this course used to take dreamers from Albuquerque to back to Mexico, but because of the current political climate, they can't really do that anymore for now, for the time being, but they hope to, to bring that New Mexico to Mexico connection again. Keep an eye out for an upcoming photo story by Anthony Jackson and Morgan Ledden on their trip in Mexico. President Donald Trump enacted many temporary tariffs against Canada, one of which has had serious consequences for the newspaper industry in the United States. Michaela and Danielle have the story. Trump enacted tariffs against Canadian exported newsprint, raising paper costs drastically. A hedge fund-owned paper company in Washington state submitted a complaint to the U.S. Department of Commerce against Canada. The complaint argues that Canadian competitors take advantage of subsidies and sell paper at unfairly low prices. The tariffs were increased in March, but are not permanent yet. Of the five paper mills in the U.S., three operate in Washington state, and the two others are owned by a Canadian company. This story has been reported in national outlets such as NBC News and The Washington Post since it affects papers across the country. Putting this story in local context is the Santa Fe New Mexican's Al Wharton. As manager in commercial printing sales, he helps manage the newspaper's printing press, which serves over 100 customers in and around New Mexico. Full disclosure, the Daily Lobo prints with the Santa Fe New Mexican printing press. We spoke to him today about how tariffs impacted printing in the land of enchantment. Here's Kyle with that interview. In Canada, is a big part of newsprint for the western United States, a lot of newsprint. And what's happened is where the tariffs are, okay, Alberta raises their price $100 saying that to cover the tariff. And so the other newsprint mills in the uh, United States know that they can raise their price $100 a ton. That's what mm -hmm. ends up happening because, you know, it's like two things are happening with the newsprint mills in the United States. is The tariff impact, it, they're raising 
to to match what the Canadian prices are, but mm-hmm. also uh, the tightening up of you know the shutting down of machines and, and the closure. Like the, you know, five six years ago, the, the Snowflake Mill in Arizona closed up. That had a big impact on the Western United States. Wharton was able to tell us a little bit more about the price hikes for the paper. I just was curious to know: has there been a significant increase in paper costs? Oh yeah, yeah, they've gone up probably thirty percent or so. You know, and uh, what we've done at the Mexican is we haven't had any, you know, like I think July, for an example, I think the price went up $22 a ton. And uh, overall, it's gone up about since like November, about $170 a ton. How does that affect the price of your, your publication? Like the, the Lobo, for example, I'm not sure. I'm trying to think I just offhand. You may use a few hundred pounds, you know, let's say if you use a half a ton, it's only an $11 increase in your paper. Sure. You know, because we just have all we're trying to do is cover our costs and stuff like that. But overall, it's newsprint as far as newspapers, generally about a third of the overall cost of the the paper's operation. And so mm-hmm. when you when that ends up going up thirty percent or so, I mean, it makes a huge difference in you know the overall profitability and and, and ability to stay in business. He predicts that costs may fall later in the year, both depending on the market and if the tariffs are dropped. I would think probably September or so. I think these, you know, I, these increases are going to stop, and it's usually, you know, in kind of September timeframe. Wharton added that the Santa Fe New Mexican Printing Press adopted business strategies to expand their scope, which helps them in the crisis now. Probably 100 different customers at the New Mexican we print for, and I've been mm-hmm. working. I've been working in newspapers since I was 18, so I know, you know, it's like um, newspapers have to, you know, they're just. The ones we print are just like we are. I mean, they have to be profitable. To make, you know, when I came to Santa Fe, they had no commercial print customers. And so what I tried to do, and, and it worked out very well, is set us up kind of as a regional print facility. And we print people in Colorado, in, in Texas, in Arizona, you know, around. Most of our customers are in New Mexico. Wharton says newsprint is just one aspect of newspapers, but it is a significant cost, especially when looking at the bigger picture. As far as a newspaper operation, generally about a third of the cost is newsprint, about a third of the cost is the labor, and about the the other third is, you know, benefits and, and those kind of things that go along with all your other costs. For most newspapers, it's a third, a third, a third that way. I was able to get the numbers from our business manager this morning. And luckily, while printing costs only make up 18% of the Daily Lobo's budget, these unexpected costs really pinch newspapers. What do you mean by pinch newspapers? So revenues are sliding in the news business, meaning that we don't know from month to month what advertising will make us. And unexpected printing costs, or any other costs, put financial pressure on a paper, and those effects really impact the product. More costs can mean that the ratio of news to advertising could get changed, or as Wharton said, a distribution gets smaller, or that means even cuts in the newsroom. It's also worth mentioning that these impacts have bigger effects on local outlets, changing how papers operate in their communities. Now for something a little different. At the Daily Lobo, we cover a wide variety of events and news, but some stable coverage is always music. I'm joined today by the Music Desk, Shayla and Colton, and avid listener Danielle to talk through some of the best shams that have dropped this year. Hey guys, glad to have you here. There you go. for you. Okay. So we have a couple playlists we've made for the Daily Lobo and discussed before, but seeing as it is halfway through the year, Colton and I wanted to talk some of our favorites. We really think that EPs have stolen the show thus far. 
Some of our favorite short productions are The Weeknd's My Dear Melancholy, Claro's debut Studio EP, Diary One, and Omar Apollo's Stereo. Colton, what's an EP? Well, an EP stands for Extended Play. So this is longer than a single, but much shorter than a standard album, which is around 16 tracks or 40 minutes. Which one was your favorite this far? Personally, my favorite was The Weeknd's My Dear Melancholy. It um, it hit on a lot of the things he did in his trilogy, and then production-wise, he sampled a lot of stuff from what he did in uh, Starboy. I really enjoyed Claro's um, first EP, although a lot of the songs weren't new because she released Forever. I think Pretty Girl was on there. And one other song. Um, so there's basically like two new songs that weren't singles, but I thought it was like overall really good. There was nothing I wanted to skip. I listened to basically all of them. Okay, mm. but like the same can't be said for Drake's new album. Oh, yeah, yeah I would not sucked. say that. <laughs> no, I skipped like all of that. All of it. <laughs> you skipped the whole album? Yes. Oh. I have a playlist I can share with you that's only my favorites if you want that. Okay. Is that like three tracks? <laughs> that's about seven. <laughs> We also liked, or I also liked, maybe you didn't like it. I liked it. Indiana native Omar Apollo's first studio EP, I think, also. He'll be here on August 9th at Meow Wolf, so that's exciting if you want to see him live. Yeah. We'll be there as well. You'll find me and Colton there. <laughs> oh, Ryan Beatty dropped a very good, very, very good. Yeah. Very good. Well, it's a ton it's of a- summer jams. Yeah, Cupid was my favorite for sure. It's definitely a Aww. dream pop. <laughs> He's on Radio Disney? That's how he started. His, like, first <laughs> debut song was on Radio Disney. <laughs> so, Shayla, like, what's too cool for the rest of us that you're listening to right now? Hold on. I'll tell you. We call this segment Shayla's Too Cool for School, but spell school with a K. Yeah. Hive Mind by the Internet was so good. Oh, it that is so good. That was so amazing. Good. We love that they can separate and create their own pieces of work and then come back together and flow and function just as well as they did before. Maybe even better. Okay, I mean, I'm still a lover of Ego Death. Like, Yeah, Ego Death has a place. But uh, Hive Mind was definitely worth the listen. It was funky. It was... it was Not too funky, because I don't like a lot of funk, honestly. Really? Yeah. Not th- okay, but it was more funky than I was expecting. Um, they've really expanded on funk and soul. I really love it. Mm-hmm. It was all good. I think next, in three weeks, I will just come up with seven songs I will school you on. Okay. Or maybe more. What are some of the music or events that you're looking forward to for the rest of the year? Um, I'm always waiting for Frank Ocean to drop something new. Thank you. There's been rumors of a new Hozier album. There's definitely some buzz around Brockhampton, so that should be exciting. I'm planning on seeing San Francisco Black Gaze Band Deaf Heaven in Salt Lake City later in August, so that'll be cool. I did a review of their new album, Ordinary Corrupt Human Love, which was very good. Easily one of the best releases of the year so far. It's been It's been a concert that's been about... Four years in the making, so I'm very excited. Um, speaking of concerts, uh, there's a lot coming to the 505 in the next couple months and even to end the summer. Wiz Khalifa, Ray Shremmerd are coming together. Um, g Easy and Lil Uzi Vert are headlining their own tour. They're all gonna, Both of those shows will be at Isleta. Skizzy Mars is coming to Meow Wolf. And like I said, Omar Apollo also. In Taos, uh, Meow Wolf is actually putting on their very first music festival. Um, some of the acts include Flaming Lips and Cashmere Cat. Check Animals. out <laughs> our playlist for the month of July that will come out early August when we write it. Thank you. Have a good summer. <laughs>
Just a reminder, we're going on hiatus until the start of the school year, so our next episode will not be until August 16th. If you want to know what's going on, follow us on Twitter and always check out dailylobo.com. We wanted to let you know about a few upcoming events in that time. There are some job openings and a photo contest update coming up. The Daily Lobo Photo Contest has been extended until August 12th. The photo contest theme is travel photos. We're looking for three to four of your best travel photos to be sent in for submission. Send your photos to photoeditor at dailylobo.com. The Daily Lobo is also hiring designers, ad sales reps, photographers, and of course, reporters for the coming school year. Please check out stuemp.unm.edu. Again, that's stuemp.unm.edu. And go to Student Jobs. If you'd like to apply, we'd love to have you. Thanks, Danielle. Make sure to listen to our podcast special on Lobo Athletics, where Danielle and I hash out the cuts, examine the university's report, and answer the pressing question, what about football? A special thank you to Cumulus Media for letting us use their studio and equipment. Today's podcast was made with the help of Michaela Grijalva, Anthony Jackson, Daniel Progop, Shayla Kunico, and Colton Newman. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you in three weeks.